Hey guys, it's Spencer Foreman and Luke Stacy. Welcome to the WPLaunchify.com podcast, episode 10. Hey Luke. Hey Spencer, good, good evening. Today we're talking about um, conversion rate optimization. Which is, right, uh, the title is, what is conversion rate optimization? Right, and uh, douche, douche. Yeah. what we're going to say for, throughout the show, instead of using that really awkward tongue twister word, we're just going to say CRO which stands for conversion rate optimization. And what this is, is a three-step process that aims to improve your website so that a higher percentage of people sign up for your product or service. So whatever your call to action is on your, um, your page or on your site, trying to increase the amount of people that take that action is essentially what CRO is. And this might be buying more products, it might be filling out a contact form, it might be uh, sending your phone number to a CRM. It could be lots of different things, but it's always an action that the user takes and an action that is in some way beneficial to your business. Right. It's interesting. We started the conversation this morning because we uh, basically are CRO specialists and experts at WP Launchify and in, in all of our previous businesses. But it's funny that if you look at all the words, all the acronyms that people are familiar with, I don't think that many people ever use CRO unless they're in a corporate world. And we were joking this morning about the fact because when you read the definition, you say, that's exactly what we've been doing all this time. But it turns out that we don't really use CRO that often because it's just, it, it's almost like you just said CRM, right? Of course, you know, people know what CRMs are or CMSs, you know, content management systems. But those acronyms are very kind of like we talked about, I think, in episode seven. They're kind of like high level mumbo jumbo tech speak. Right. And that the consumer, the end user, the client would probably be more familiar if we said exactly what it is that you do. You have something you're selling online, product or service. You use SEO and you use sales funnel and everything else to get people into your business. What CRO does is it makes sure that it converts more of those people into paying customers. It's just that simple. Right. So it's not about increasing the amount of traffic or it's not about promoting your site on social media or buying traffic through Facebook or AdWords or SEO. It's none of that. It's just what happens on your website once the people arrive. That's the the foundation of CRO. I'm going to date myself and use a movie reference here, but you know, date being I'm 51. So back in the movie Saturday Night Fever, there's a scene where, you know, you may not even know what I'm talking about most of you guys, but he goes in to borrow the dance studio from the dance teacher. And he goes, Hey, what's up? How's the conversion rate? So he's like, staying steady at 49%. And the girl asks him, what is he talking about? He's like, Oh, he says, that's how many, you know, girls he makes it with who comes into the studio, right? So CRO is how many potential prospects or customers come in that you convert and you want to get that number as high as possible because every prospect is theoretically a paying customer. And if you raise that number, you're really optimizing all the other things you're spending money on because for every dollar you spend on SEO or on sales funnel or advertising, you're going to get more money back in return. Your ROI goes up. So just so that's why this is important. Right, right. So they're just going to go over briefly some of, some of the benefits to make this completely clear. And, and like Spence was saying, if you if you are paying, I don't know, for example, a hundred dollars a day on Facebook ads, and you're getting a you know a thousand people to come to your website, but your conversion rate is ten to twenty percent, then 
you're you're paying in essence you know hundred dollars a day to get those twenty conversions. If you then have a CRO come in and optimize things, and your conversion rate goes up to 50, 60, 70 percent, you're paying the same amount of money for the traffic, but you're getting more sales and more conversions. So that's a huge benefit because you're not your your um, ongoing costs for the traffic haven't changed, but your ability to increase the conversions has. So you're you're benefiting in both ways. Yeah. And I want to make an argument here as well that, you know, there's lots of areas of expertise. It would be fair to say, I think, that some areas of expertise overlap into others. So even if, let's say, you hired an SEO expert, that person obviously has skill sets that go beyond pure analytics of, you know, what the traffic is or using a spreadsheet. I would say it's fair when it comes to a conversion rate optimization expert such as ourselves, such as what do we offer at Launchify, that we really branch out into a lot of those other areas because the primary consumer of our service is a either an entrepreneur slash uh, solopreneur or it is a small to medium business. Either one, they both already have some kind of inkling of what kind of product they want to sell and to whom they want to sell it. So they're already investing either time and energy or actual money into bringing traffic to their particular website. So our expertise is really in the area of saying, look, here's all the pieces on the chessboard. And we can already see that you brought, like you said, you spent a thousand dollars and sent a hundred people here. How can we maximize what you have on the chessboard to increase the return on that investment rather than, oh, let's do a hypothetical, you know, Google traffic play and try to get more people to even know you exist. We deal with you after you've already got either a website or you need us to help you get one set up and that you've got a business idea and a model that's bringing people to it. And we kind of, we don't limit our scope of advice, but we deal with that problem specifically. And that is actually, I would say, the most important point, not to pat us on the back, but to say it's really where your product market fit happens. If your customers are brought in on the idea that you're going to give them something and you have completely the opposite, either because your website's broken, your messaging is wrong, your checkout process is really janky, you're just going to lose them. So it's like, why bother? Right, right, and that, that brings us nicely onto the second point, which is it, you know, CRO helps you um, intuitively understand your customers better because you're taking a different approach. You're taking, you're putting the sort of on the the scientist's hat, and you're you're dissecting the flow of the user, what they're doing on the page, where they have problems navigating, what they do click on, what they don't click on, what colors they respond to, what branding they respond to. You're gaining a whole new understanding of your customer which doesn't just benefit you with you know, what you're doing on your website, but benefits you in innumerable ways from doing marketing on Facebook to what to say when you're interviewed on a podcast to you know, so many different, what you write in your emails, so many different things because you now have a real uh, intuitive and instinctive understanding of who you're selling to in a way that you just couldn't get in traditional means. Yeah, and I think also it's the emperor's clothes scenario. Uh, we had a consultation this morning with one of our Launchify Pro customers, and effectively, there are very few people that you can go out and hire that are strangers who are going to be as forthright and honest with you from day one about what you need to do or what's right or wrong about your website. And yet that's the real premise behind Launchify is that you've got a trusted expert who you can be honest with and will be honest with you and not just looking to impress you with a bunch of 
fluff. And so in this particular case, if somebody has a website and you're just not sure why it's not working as efficiently, that knowledge base that you'd have to draw upon on your own would be, I don't know, as long as you've been trying this product. Whereas over on our side of the table, we have 40 plus years of experience of seeing where things go wrong from the website outward. And so making your decisions based upon our expertise and the data that we can draw out of your customer experience as it is using whatever e-commerce tool is the real value proposition because you're going to get an honest, like, I hate to use the metaphor, but it's, it's either like dating or visiting the doctor. You know, if the doctor does your physical and they've got something really bad to tell you, they have to tell you, they have a fiduciary duty. If you're on a date these days and the person doesn't like you, I mean, they just not going to waste a lot of time. They're going to ghost you or say bye-bye. And that's a better way to handle your life and your business because otherwise you're just spending all this energy for nothing. So why don't we jump into the three points that you've outlined for us about how conversion rate optimization goes on and what the benefits are and so forth. Right. So it's basically a three-step process. The first being data and research. You've got to at least, you know, before you get started on changing things, you need to know where your site is at the moment, what your customers are doing in order to make an analysis of, of what's going on. So the first thing to do that is to set up your analytics and user behavior testing. And the most traditional method for this is to use a tool like Google Analytics, so you know what the user flow is on your site, what pages are getting the most hits, and all that kind of data. The second thing is to use, in a really traditional sense, to use on-site and email surveys to simply ask people, um, you know, what problems are you having, or do you like this, do you respond to this, and just giving them basic questionnaires. And then the third thing, which is um, which is helpful with the sort of the 90% of stuff that people won't tell you that, you know, they might, if you ask them the question directly, they might say yes or no, but they wouldn't just say it in an open-ended way is to use session recordings, which is kind of like a closed caption recording for your website. So you can see what the user is doing and actually watch a video recording of them going from page to page, clicking on different buttons and different links. So by using those three different systems, you can start to build up a set of data and actually research what is working on your website and what isn't working. Yeah, we, we talked about in episode nine, some of these tools, including the screen recording. <clears throat> One of the things that I find fascinating about this whole area is if you were to ask most business owners today, the reason that they have no idea how their CRO is working out, right? Whether it's even optimized, whether they're doing well. In fact, they know very little other than just the raw numbers, how much did I sell, is because it's a pain in the tuchus to set up most of this stuff. It's it's not hard. It's just like doing your books throughout the year, you know, so you're ready for tax season. Who actually takes and organizes all their receipts every day, every week, every month? Everybody waits till, you know, March 29th or something like that, right? Same way. What we have found is that the value of our service is not just in the results we deliver, but in the fact that we've got the expertise to just get those hardcore things put into place, set it up, take care of it for you. And much like a bookkeeper makes your life easy throughout the year, we just make sure that you can see from day one that all the analytical and the data information that you need is already there for you. So you can now use as an executive summary what we give you to just say, hmm, turn this knob or you know, change this messaging and so forth. Uh, What's the second area? Oh, just briefly, the uh, good analogy I think is the supermarket. And you know, if you go to any big supermarket, they'll have security cameras. You know, trying to catch you out if you're you're stealing something. But I'm sure they're used for that primarily. But another great device, another great use of those, which I'm sure is probably even a 
you know, a bigger reason that they spend money on these things is they can watch people navigate through the aisles and the different, you know, pathways they take. And they can find out, oh, maybe everyone wants to buy this particular brand of cereal, but no one can find it. And they can see this as the person walks through. They're trying to find this thing, and they maybe ask a member of staff, that's your survey. They see them wandering back and forth up and down the same aisle. You see that on the session recording. It's that kind of data that we're trying to um, accumulate in the, in the first phase, in the data and research phase. After that, we move on to forming a hypothesis and testing. So just like a scientist in a, in a laboratory, we look at the data and we think, oh, this, this lady that walked up and down and she couldn't find this cereal box, what can we do now to make that type of cereal to be more easily mm -hmm. found? Because if it's more easily found, more people will find it. Would it make more sense to put it here, to change the, maybe put it on the higher shelf or a lower shelf or further down the aisle or further up the aisle? Forming a hypothesis based on what we know already is the is the you know the, the next phase in in setting up our test. Yeah, you know it's funny because the client I mentioned earlier this morning <clears throat> had a button that was core to the feature of their site. It was uh, an upload a certain document button, and because of the way it had been originally designed, it was disappearing behind the header. It wasn't fixed. Their actual testing of real world world people was revealing what could also have been revealed very easily with the screen recording data, right? When you see people hunting up and down and the, the pattern of every single user is, where's that button, where's that button? You start to realize it, plus you combine that with, again, some of the things that have been historically true and the information that we study and love and spend all our days with, that things like, you know, F pattern of attention, where you wanna put yeah. your most important thing is in the upper left corner and so forth. You combine those th things together and now you've got the power of a superhero because you can demonstrate that the particular data is showing something is wrong and you see all the evidence in the world that doesn't require interpretation that like eight out of nine people have been hunting up and down this page. Then you make your hypothesis as you're about to you know expand upon. And now you can take actions without it being a, well, how long are we going to wait to figure out why sales are dropping or not happening? Right. So, so but to use the same metaphor, we say, okay, <laughs> let's let, we're going to, I think that if we move the cereal box from the bottom shelf to the middle shelf, more people will be able to find it and hence more people will buy the, this particular cereal. So and we, we do that in a way that we, we use these sort of fundamental psychological rules to persuade users to convert. So there are many of these, um, you, you probably come across the, the famous, uh, there's a picture of like a, uh, that looks like a, yeah, a old, rabbit, the old lady, old, or the, the old lady and the old lady and the horse or something. Right. Like that, depending yeah. on your perception, it looks, it looks like a different different image. So sometimes on the, on the website, for example, this could be uh, colors, for example. There's been lots of research, especially with e-commerce stores, where even just the color of a button will increase conversions by sometimes staggering amounts. Just changing it from you know maybe green to red or red to green or whatever can have a huge impact. So just these subtle psychological cues um, uh, are used when when designing a new page based on our hypothesis. So that also works ties in with um, the user flow or the user experience, the UX design. So this is the this is sort of like right. in the supermarket analogy how the store is laid out. You know what aisles are where to sort of improve the 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 flow of the user. So maybe that would be one of the things that we change in our test based on our hypothesis that we move this aisle. 
over here or shorten this one or put the the mm -hmm. veg over here and the, and the, and the, you know the, the alcohol and the drinks in another position to see what effect that has on the on the customers and then the final thing would be to not only just move things around and change colors but perhaps it's the copy itself that you're not you know you're not emphasizing certain benefits of a product which really are appealing to the customer you're focusing on things that perhaps aren't so interesting and just by focusing on a different aspect of the product that in itself mm -hmm. might increase uh, conversions yeah i mean and that's the area you know these combined together my it's funny it's like a personal steve jobs with the taking calligraphy class story you know i had a background in psychology and we learned about how people react to different colors in different ways we learned about how positions how sizes and shapes and you know the way you say thing is different and these all come together in these three different methods right so what is the psychology what's the mindset what's the pain point of the person who's your perspective niche customer what is it you can do about the interface that focuses on that and keeps their attention on it right we uh, obviously the grocery store is a great example we see this in clothing stores we see this in uh, any retail store we see this in human behavior when you're talking about organizing your desktop and then finally the you know how do you put those two together so uh, how do you get people to believe that today is the moment you need to buy this thing right you've got everything from urgency to right. scarcity to you know the five whatever selling techniques that is what comes together with the general psychology plus the way you put it on the page and here's the bottom line the bottom line is as simple as this you could figure this all out for yourself but if you did, you would probably spend so much time and effort that you would never recoup your investment. Where we can really bring things to the table is you've already got your WordPress site. You've likely got some kind of e-commerce setup, typically WooCommerce. We can bring all this information to the table and apply it to you in an emperor's, you know, new clothes kind of way. Just tell you the honest, you've got some toilet paper on your shoe. I don't know why you're doing it, but I'm going to ask you why you're doing it. And when you tell me why you're doing it, we're going to give you an opinion about what to do next. And if you want, we'll even do it for you. But the idea is you don't have to figure it out for yourself. You don't have to worry about your other 25 things that are to give you know, your attention today. You could just let us handle it for you. And it on multiple levels, you know, we have something for the solopreneur that's a little bit more DIY, but we've also got something for our primary clients, which are, you know, the established businesses and people who are already, you know, understanding these things about we're selling a product better than others, but we just want to make it even better. Or why is this something that, you know, we can take to the next level? All right. So we got a third area. What's that? Well, so once you've once you've come up with your hypothesis, you've set up your test, so you've created a new page in a different way, or you've you changed the layout of the user experience or, or whatever sort of uh, tweaks that you've made, you then we don't just change that then based on our, you know, omnipotent knowledge we we use a uh, yeah, an a b testing tool to to test and measure the effects because we might have a hypothesis and we might think that oh changing this button to green that would make more sense it fits with the branding better it'll stand out better or whatever but you know who, who knows no one's perfect in their knowledge so we set up a test we do one with green we do one with blue and we see which one converts better and based on that knowledge then we have a you know, we set up a hypothesis, we ran a test, we split test it, and now we have a real good understanding of, okay, we were right or we were wrong, and we can we can then go ahead with that as the, as the final change to the site. And of course, right. this sort of like circles back round then to the first phase, because 
Again, we've got data, we've got some understanding, and we're going to interpret it in a certain way. We're going to go back to the beginning, and this, this process continues on and on and on to more and more integrate and, and optimize your, your sales funnel and your site. Yeah, and I like to use the term collaborative here because um, today in medicine, that is the way that many people feel it's a better way to do it. Instead of the authoritarian, the doctor tells me exactly what to do and I just listen. Today, many people feel that the doctors are so overwhelmed with the only way they could really help you is if you are in charge of your own health and welfare and you do your own research and then you come to the doctor and you collaborate, the doctor's expertise becomes something that you conjoin with the information you know from your own body, from your own experiences. Similarly, when we're working with clients, whatever the level of their business, it is a collaborative effort whereby we encourage, no matter what size the business, that business owner or the responsible party to take ownership over their site, to take ownership over their business model online. We stand in the expertise range to say, look, let's work together so that you can maximize your knowledge base without wasting a lot of time and energy. And we will deliver to you configuration of tools or setup of tests and get that data back to you so you can make an informed decision, but not by putting your hands over your eyes, your ears or anything like that. Not like it's just a blind, here's a, a number and do this or that. And when it's all said and done, what's nice about this whole process is that we really base all of our value at Launchify on a return on investment from us. So if you consider the value of losing your frustration or anxiety, your lost time to educate yourself, but more importantly, just the improvement in the either volume of sales conversions or the reduction of lost costs that you're spending to get the same number of conversions. Either way, our proposition is that you will be paying for our services with the profits that you're making or the savings in time and frustration. And that's the important part of all of this. And it's something that you and I have discussed as a philosophy for all of the businesses we've done together. But I think you also and I'll agree with me, we've just used that in our own life. You know, we're in a relationship business. I've always been doing that throughout my entrepreneurial journey, even when I practice law. And I think that it's important for people to understand we all need help. We all need experts. And sometimes it seems like it's uh, it's expensive to get started with it. But when you really think about what you get back for it, I think most people come to the same conclusion. I can't believe I waited so long to talk to somebody who can help me. We also invite all of you guys to talk to us for free, regardless of where your business is at. We do have something for everybody. So if you're over at WPLaunchify.com, you'll notice at the very bottom, it's just got a simple click the button. Let's start a conversation via Help Scout, which is email. And then you, if you want, we can carry it over into a more one-on-one -on -one relationship with conversion, uh, sorry, with conversation. But for many people, just feel free to ask questions about, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think I should do about that? And let's figure out what we can advise you on because that's what's our position, right? We're fairly well open to, you know, initial conversations being free and no obligation, no risk, because many people are a little intimidated to even start asking those questions, right? Okay, so... Luke, as always, I want to say thank you for taking the time today and bringing this very, I think, interesting topic. Many of you hopefully will start swinging around the big CRO acronym in, uh, you know, cocktail parties over the holidays. <laughs> but if you have any questions about your own business website, specifically if you're using WordPress and hopefully even with WooCommerce, we can be the guys that can help you make more money from the same stuff. And that's the bottom line. Uh, Luke, thank you for your time. Thanks, and Spencer. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you to everybody for joining us. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to send it to us at help at wplaunchify.com or visit our website. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.